Hi there. Welcome to the New Life Live podcast. Steve here. Since 1988, New Life has been transforming lives one life at a time. Now our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's most difficult places. One way that we do this is through the live program that we share with our listeners here on the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to ask our panel of counselors and psychologists, call us at 1-800-229-3000, Monday through Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now let's go to today's podcast episode. Welcome, and as Terry just announced, I'm hosting Chris Williams here. And I have with me Dr. Jackie Mac Harris. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Hello, everybody. It's <laughs> yeah. good. And Dr. Alice Benton. Lucky, lucky me. I get to be back with you two again. I yes. know. This is so much fun. I love hanging out with you guys. I learn so much every time. And so I'm not going to waste any time. You guys ready? Let's do it. Ready, set, go. Let's, Let's go to the phones. It. All right. Let's go to Maggie listening in Denver, Colorado. And listen, guys, she's listening on her Alexa. That's a new one for me. I love it. I, abs- I, I don't. I don't even know how she's pulling that off, but that's awesome. You can listen on, listen on Alexa. Maggie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. Well, tell us what's going on today. Well, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have been um, exclusively dating the same wonderful Christian man for about six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, We get along beautifully in every area. We've decided not to marry. We're an older couple, and we live in very close proximity, so we can see each other anytime we want. We attend church, take care of our neighbors. Um, It sounds like everything's perfect. The only thing is, he has had a friend for over 20 years that he made when he was very young, and she's a female. Mm-hmm. And um, they talk at least once or more times every single day. Uh-huh. It drives me crazy. I don't understand. He has me to talk to, but, I mean, that, that probably sounds silly, but I just don't understand why they haven't let that go. I don't care if it has been over 20 years and they were dear friends and supposedly not sexual. Okay. So what I hear, let me rephrase this, what I hear from you is that you are exclusively dating him, but he's probably not exclusively dating you. And... I would have to disagree with that because, okay. like, I, like I said, we live in close proximity. Hold on, hold on. So, Maggie, I'm I, I'm going to jump in because I want to I want to wrestle this. Okay, will you wrestle okay. with me for a moment? I want to bring up the word intimacy. Intimacy yes. is our experience of knowing another person and being known by another person. Oh, okay. Okay. I like that. All right. So yeah, he has an intimate relationship with this other person. That's a that sounds like a fact. That's why it drives you crazy. It doesn't mean that he is calling her his girlfriend, but they are very close. They spend a lot of time together talking. Um, they have a, maybe a lot of things in common. He really enjoys spending time with her and talking with her. 
she enjoys spending time with him and talking with him, they may just not say that, you know, they're romantically um, intimately connected, but it is an intimate relationship. I would have to agree with Chris. So I want you to be thinking about over the break, what is it that you want from him? Even if it seems obvious, do you need the end of that friendship? Do you need to be included in that friendship? Think about that and you'll let us know when we come back. So Maggie, as you hear the music, we'll be back right after the break. But I just want to let everyone out there know that the Emotional Freedom Workshop is coming up very, very quickly. December 2nd, it's going to be online. If there are patterns in your life certain feelings or relationships or behaviors that you are stuck in, or maybe it's a loss that's been lingering that you can't get over, join us in the Emotional Freedom Workshop. We will help guide you through that. It's a powerful experience. It's online December 2nd, and we'll be back right after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome back to New Life Live. We're talking to Maggie in Denver, listening on Alexa. I just, hey, the more you know, right? I just found out that if you have an Alexa and you want to listen to us, all you have to say is, Alexa, play New Life Live. And it just, and it happens. So it's this really, really remarkable thing. Technology, wow, sometimes it's, it's, it's really helpful. Maggie, you taught us that. So thank yes. you. Yes. So you brought that, you brought that to my world, Maggie. Thank you so much. So Maggie, we were talking a little bit about the, the, this idea of, and not the idea, really the experience of being in this exclusive relationship, but him being very, Close, incredibly close with another female. Alice, you asked the questions. Remind us what those mm-hmm. questions were. Maggie, what do you need from him? Is your hope and expectation, even even if it doesn't feel like it's reality, that he would end that relationship with her? Or do you hope that you'd be included? It would become a, a, a friendship that you're a part of with her. Or maybe something else. What do you need from him? Well, first let me say, um, when we first met, that's why this seems so open and sort of innocent mm-hmm. is because six months after we were dating, um, it was Christmas and he was going to meet her for a cup of coffee and he said, come come, go with me. I want you to meet her. You'll like her. And you know what? I, I call it resentment, but maybe it's downright jealousy, but mm-hmm. um, I, I just feel I mean, the minute we met it was sparks from both of us um, so that didn't work out, and poor guy, he was like, gee, you know, I tried to bring you into my circle, and you two, I thought we were going to have to um, separate you. Um, would I, yes, of course I'd give anything if he would give this relationship, but put big boundaries on it would help. I mean, uh, occasional, every six months or so, how are you? Uh, but I don't. But I've asked him. I've asked him that. I've told him how unreasonable I feel that he's being. But he just sees me as control, trying to control mm-hmm. him, and um, and destroy a twenty-some year, um, obviously wonderful relationship. So, so Maggie, let, let me ask a follow-up question to that. If his relationship with this other woman doesn't change. Let's go with that. Okay. He's telling you very, very clearly, I'm not going to do anything about this. Does this relationship work for you? 
Um, not well, because it's always on my mind. Maggie, you would tear me up, too. And we say to couples that we work with, uh, same-sex relationships that are kept in isolation from your romantic relationship where you're excluded, it doesn't tend to work well for most people long-term. So I empathize with your feelings. It would not sit well with my heart to be part of this. Mine either. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably more flexible than most as a recovering emotional avoider. But you, you said he talks to her a couple of times a day. Uh, you said he has you to talk to. Does he talk to you a couple of times a day? Oh, yes. And, um, yeah, we, we either talk five or six times a day or we're together. Okay. Has he complained to you about the way that you feel about the relationship? Is oh, it- um, I don't know if you, I guess you would call it complained. Yes, right now we're in a ditch again over it and um um he, i i swear this guy really thinks i'm being unreasonable yeah and and and, and maggie i think he does think that you're being unreasonable but i think you need to reason with yourself you want an exclusive relationship he is unwilling to give that to you yeah and, and and he is what I consider a love collector. A love collector is a guy or a person, it could be a guy or a gal, that can't get enough. They're trying to fill an empty hole in them, and they will just, they will either be a boy collector or a girl collector. And it really is kind of like this adolescent way of going at things. And so the fact that you're uncomfortable and you need an exclusive relationship with him. Let's get clear on this. He cannot give that to you. He's made that clear. And so then the onus comes back on you. What now do I need to do? I have to ask myself, if this doesn't change, I got to get out of a fantasy land and into reality. If this doesn't change as it's already showing me after six years, it will not change. Now, what do I do? What do I need? It's, can you live in this relationship without continued conflict about the issue of this friend, uh, knowing that he's still hanging out with her and talking to her a couple of times a day? Because really, that's what it comes down to, because the only thing you have the power to change is you. Mm-hmm. So you get to decide, you know, there's enough good in this relationship that I'm not willing to give up so that he he can just spend more time with her. Um, or... As much as I enjoy this relationship and as good as we are together, his unwillingness to to sever this relationship or at least put some big boundaries, as you said, around it, um, say a lot to me about how he feels about his relationship with me. Yeah. And a a third option, Maggie, because you can accept it and choose every day. I'm just going to trust him. I'm going to go with this. My heart is against it, but I'm going to go with it. You can end the relationship because he's not going to change. You can also ask him, I I can't quite get over this, and I want to figure out if I can accept it. Can we go in to get a a third party to help both of us to at least be able to talk about it better? So I can see, can my heart surrender to this as it is? Because I'm struggling every day with it. And see, see if he'll take you up on that. Well, I, I really have. Um, I talked to someone at church about it and told him so, and he says, I don't care what anybody else says. Okay, so, so Maggie, you're telling us the same thing over and over. This is why I'm reflecting it back to you. He is committed 
to not changing this behavior. He is committed to not altering the relationship with this other woman. It puts you in a tough position, but I want you to ask yourself the honest question, even though the answer can be painful. Does this work for me? And I hope you learn this line that I think is really, really important for all of us. That doesn't work for me. But you have to tell it to yourself. Yes, yes. Oftentimes when we're thinking about getting our needs met, we're looking outside of ourselves. You have to be the first one to to meet your needs. So sit, figure out how you feel and what you need, and can you give it to you? Mm-hmm. And And that might be respect for your heart. Yeah. So, Maggie, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send you a copy of Henry Cloud's um, latest book, Trust, because this is going to really show you that which is trustworthy and that which is untrustworthy. And so that because our hearts, our interior world and our close relationships are all predicated on trust. And, and, and when we have trust in our lives, man, does it make a huge difference. So uh, speaking of this book, Trust, if you give any amount here in November, we're almost to the end of the month, do not miss out on this book. Henry Cloud's latest is 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 a gem. It is, it, it, it's been so important in my own life. I've had conversations in my own business, in, in my own company, that I've been able to have as a result of this it has raised the level for everyone. Obviously, in my marriage, there's not an area of life where this book can't positively impact you. Give any amount, support us as we support others um, in the, through this ministry, and you will, in the month of November, you can go online, um, www.newlife.com. And you can contribute there. You can tr- contribute through our app. But any amount, and we will send you this book, Trust. We're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to go to Lance listening in Honolulu, Hawaii on YouTube. So all the way from the islands. Lance, are you there? Yes. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> yeah. You just brought a smile to our faces. Hey, good afternoon from the from the early morning. Yes, and and so um, so now that we get to talk to you, you're part of a new life. So now you're we're all new life Ohana, right? Yeah, you got it. All right, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's I do it. it. I love it. Well, let, let's take okay, care of some so, family business. What's going on today? <laughs> well, oh, okay. Um, I've lost two people hmm. who I really love so dearly. Um, last year. I lost my girlfriend, and um, uh, she was in the hospital for about a year and a half. Wow. And it appeared that she was getting better. She um, she had sepsis. Mm. Whoa! And yeah. uh, she finally passed away. And then this year, my mom just passed away. Uh, she had a massive stroke, eighty-three years old. Um, and but the common denominator here is that. They're both Christians, so I know, and this is the thing that has been keeping me from drowning completely, mm-hmm. uh, is that they're both in a better place, yeah. far better place. Yeah. And so my question to you all is, how, I mean, is it even possible? Because these two people who I lost, there's a lot of good memories. Mm. and a lot of good memories built on them. Um, And now that they're gone, it seems like life has changed so much. 
Yeah. And it seems like I have to work harder yes. to rebuild good memories. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, is it even possible? Now that's a great, I mean, yeah, that's a great, great question, Lance. Uh, I'm going to start with something before I turn it out over to these amazing women who are going to help you tremendously. I want you to hold out your right hand, okay. Lance. Just hold it, palm up, palm up, okay? In your, okay. in your right hand is all of the wonderfulness, the amazement that you had with these two really, really important women in your life, these people who brought so much life and vitality and, and, and goodness and love to you. Okay, I want you to hold that in your right hand. Got it? Okay, I want you to, I want you to hold out your left hand, palm up. That there, my friend. It, um, I'm it, holding. I'm holding the phone in one hand. Oh well, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. So okay. So, but in your left hand is the pain uh-huh. of the loss. Is is the pain yeah. of their absence? Yes. Yes. Both are true. Both are true. Both yeah. are true. And then the question becomes, what does my left hand now need? I'm saying it again, that, that last part. Oh, yes. Sorry. What does my left hand now need? Um, how, are, how do well, we deal with the pain? The pain of that loss? And you said things are so much harder now. You um, have to work hard to make new memories. And that makes sense because you had them helping you do that before. And now it's just yeah. you. Yeah. Is it possible? Absolutely. Um, I know sometimes we want the pain to go away and we think that healing is no longer feeling the, the big feelings. Uh, I, I disagree with that. I think that part of the healing process is allowing yourself to experience all of the the range of emotions the the depth of your emotion and the pain of the loss um it just shows how much you knew and loved these women and what a, a great yeah. loss it is to have them um, not be in your life even though you can have joy for them and be excited for them that they're in heaven and they're not in pain anymore and they're not suffering and struggling but you still are sad and you still miss them and you can make new memories while also holding who they are in your life um, so there there doesn't have to be a getting stuck you can still move move forward. And Lance, when you said well, the, that it, it's just your knowledge that they're Christian that's keeping you from drowning completely, there's so much more that we can help add to the grief period because the passage of time alone doesn't heal the loss of these women. But there are other ingredients that you can add in in addition to your faith, and it's mainly allowing other good people to come around you that will bolster you and give you a stronger life preserver, even get you onto a raft so you don't feel like you're just barely keeping your head above water. There's more to the process than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lance, oh, yeah. yeah. And we're going to help you right after the break, give you some direction on where to go with what Alice was talking about, get the support that you need to walk through that grief. So, uh, Lance, hang on the line. We'll be back right after this. And, um, yeah, thank you for being with us.
We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome back to New Life Live. We're talking with Lance, and, and Lance has just experienced just heartbreak after heartbreak in losing both his girlfriend and his mom in the past year. And Alice, you had some direction for him. Well, Lance, the, the world has some lies for us about the grief process. It tells us that time heals all wounds. We're, we believe, many of us, that we're not supposed to cry. We're supposed to tough it out. We're supposed to act stronger than we're really feeling on the inside. But God's truth tells us that this is the time to purposefully lament and to do so not in solitude, not even just with God, but rather to let people in. And as you're doing on this call with us, to start telling the stories of these two amazing women and to tell about how much it has hurt to lose them and that prolonged period of loss and that long illness and hospitalization. And uh, we have the Life Recovery Workbook for Grief. And so we want you, Lance, to combine that with allowing trustworthy people to come in to hear your story. And we can connect you with a coach, with a counselor, or even with a new life recovery group to be able to do that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And Lance, I also want to, I want you to look up something in your area. See if one of the local churches have what's called a grief share program. And Grief Share is is just this great group that intentionally walks you through the process as you're doing that with other people. Because our our, our losses require care. And and to Alice's point, that that care just isn't the self-care or the God care. And both of those are really important. But it will always be incomplete without the care of others. Yeah. So Lance, Sounds good. Yeah, all right. Well, yes. thank you so much for calling in today. We're so glad that you're with us, so glad that you're a listener, and so glad that you – now I met a new Ohana yeah. from mm-hmm. Hawaii. So thank you, Lance. We're going to go back to the phones, and we are going to go to uh, – where is it? Oh, there she is. Janice in Williamstown, Pennsylvania, listening to us on Sirius XM. Janice, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Talk to us. What's going on today? Well, you know, I've been in clinical therapy for 20 years for uh, bipolar and post-traumatic stress disorder. And as I explained earlier, um, I just have like this, I call it a curse of memories, but um, I lost so many people. Our, Our daughter died a week shy of nine months old from sudden infant death syndrome. Oh, my goodness. Two months prior to that, the best man in our wedding died of alcohol intoxication. Um, And the whole religious stuff, arguments I've had um, with my father over born again. And um, so, you know, I get the whole clinical stuff, but it wasn't until uh, just recently this year that I attended my first grief share um, program at my local church. One we were just talking uh, about, right? Yeah, how about that? Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I my husband and I, um, we left the Catholic church because they wouldn't let us have our daughter's funeral in the sanctuary because they didn't have any financial records of our giving. Um, 
so we had to have it in the funeral home. I pleaded with the funeral home director um, to find the priest that married us, did our engagement encounter, and baptized our daughter. And they found him, and he stopped everything and came. Yeah, and did. So, but I have no, I have no memory. Yeah, of, of it. The so, only so Janice, hold on, hold on. Let me jump in. What is there a question for us today? Like how? Like you've been in therapy for a long time, but there's these memories that are really still painful, and it sounds like they're still active. Is there a question that we can help you with here today? Well, you know, I. I don't usually listen to your station this time mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. It was only because I went to pick my vehicle up from an oil change appointment mm-hmm. <laughs> that um, that I stumbled across, because I always have Sirius 131 on, and, um, and I was listening to your broadcast, and um, our clinical counseling sessions, they talked... The first time after four couple uh, counseling sessions my husband and I have had throughout the years was emotional bank account. Yeah. So, so Janice, so, I, hate, I hate to jump in here but because it, we got to get to a question because we're coming up against a break. So uh, something well, that we could help you with. Well, definitely I'd like to sign up for the uh, December 2nd. Oh, we'd love uh, to have you for that. Yes. It seems like that would be a good fit for you because I wonder, Janice, if part of the struggle, part of why you're calling is because you just can't shake these memories. They just keep coming back up, keep coming back at you. And the Emotional Freedom Workshop would be a great place to walk through some of the ways in which you can manage and deal with those things. And Janice, sometimes we have to add a new element. When you've been doing therapy for such a long time, but you need to get to that next level, a weekend workshop, and especially the group work that happens there, it can take you to a breakthrough in your mental health. Yes. So Janice, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send you a copy of the Emotional Freedom Workbook that will really help you set up really well for that. Mm -hmm. If you go online to www.newlife.com or call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE, we can get you signed up for that right away. And and really, Janice, I want to commend you for the work that you've already done and the persistent work that you're doing in the face of the pain that you're encountering. We commend you for that. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Club New Life supporters who give a monthly donation because they want to continue to offer help and hope in these very, very difficult places. To find out more about Club New Life, you can go to our website, newlife.com, or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now, if you're new to us, we drop an episode every weekday. We would love it if you would rate or write a review, which helps more people discover help and hope and helps us share wisdom with as many people as possible. Now let's listen to our counselors as they help people walk through life's hardest places. We're glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome back to New Life Live. I, I want to mention some something else that we have coming up. 
Um, on January 27th, and I think this is really good timing because you're not going to have pressures for the holidays and our diet and uh, food intake during that time. So this is helpful for me. But on January 27th, online, again, one day, we're going to have the Lose It for Life conference and workshop. So that Lose It for Life workshop, I I have a quick testimony. I was talking to a caller, this is a few years back, and asking them what their experience was like at the Lose It for Life. And here's what they said. They said, I just didn't learn how to lose um, some excess and unwanted weight on my body. I also learned how to lose excessive and unwanted weight on my soul. Oh, yes. And, and, and I want that to sit just for a little bit. When we address these issues in our life, it's not just about the behaviors. It's about the condition of our heart and our soul underneath it that drive the behavior. And so I just want you to know that, like, again, it's a no-shame zone, great accepting, great information, very powerful groups. But if if your weight and your food and, and that's just been a struggle in your life, it's been a struggle in my life, by the way, um, January 27th online. Sign up for that um, today. So uh, that's something to be definitely looking forward to. We're going to go right back to the phone. We're going to go to Rachel in Dallas, Texas, listening on the app. Rachel, are you there? Hi, dear. Hi. How's uh, it going? It's going fine. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> so tell us what's okay, up. So, so my question is, I'm just going to try to make it short. Awesome. Um, and so then if you guys have questions, then you can ask me. I have a a 22-year-old daughter with her 3-year-old daughter who lives with us. And us is my husband and my 17 and our 17-year-old son and we live in our in our home and I keep house like I like it orderly, I like it neat, picked up clean, all the things at, to the best that I can to my ability um on the given day. And she prefers to keep house differently and she tries you can tell she tries to meet my expectations but it seems like a burden to her and when i ask her to pick up um it's okay i'll get to it so we did have a conversation a while back hey how can i ask you so that there's not a fence and her answer was ask me what my plan of action is for this x and so that's how my husband and I go about that, and there's still angst there from her, even when we ask that. So my question is, how can I allow her to know that she, as a person, as a mother, as who she is, more valuable than the mess? Because I think that's what she's taking on, that my mom cares more about the mess instead of me, or more about her clean house instead of me. Jackie, well, what do you think? Mm, <laughs> yeah, like, this might mm. <laughs> this might be a lived experience, <laughs> I'm right, Jackie? Trying not to be triggered. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it actually is. Uh, so I just just say it. Just say I care more about you than I do the mess. But this is how I like to live. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. she gets angsty when you ask. Hey, what's the plan for this? Which I I love that you shared that because that was my daughter's response to me too. Can you just ask me if I had a plan? Because I had a plan and you just came in because I just will go in and clean it up because I Mm -hmm. want it the way I want it. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
that made me take a step back. She's thinking mm-hmm. about it, processing where things are going to go and how she's going to navigate it. Um, it's it's not the space she's used to being in. She's used to being in her own house, and um, our situation is mm-hmm. different. They're military, and so um, they're between mm-hmm. deployments. And so we have a, a lot, and she has two older kids. So mm-hmm. I just, I would say, first of all, You've respected that request, and that's how you guys approach it. Be, get okay with her angsty uh-huh. response. You, you're not you're not doing anything wrong by making mm-hmm. that request. You're making it the mm-hmm. way she's asked, so you're respecting her wishes. And hopefully, she hears the request and then actually moves on it. And if that's the case, um, it's like I used to tell my husband. Uh, I don't really care if they're rolling their eyes and frowning while they're washing the dishes. They're washing the dishes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to wash them either. And so I would have an attitude, Mm -hmm. too. (laughs) So I'm not going to react to the attitude. That is just that person's emotional response to something they don't really feel like hearing or doing right now. But they know the other person's asking it and they're going to respectfully go do the thing. Their attitude about it is theirs to deal with, not mine to deal Mm -hmm. with. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So take mm-hmm. I, also, I understand that I handle emotion much differently than a lot of people do. So it's it's going to take some getting okay with her mm-hmm. not being happy about this. Yeah. Right. If, mm-hmm. if there's any mm-hmm. part of you that just really works hard to make people happy and please them, it might be hard mm-hmm. to feel like you're not getting that part right with her. But just directly say to her, you know, I love you, right? Mm-hmm. You are more important mm-hmm. to me than these things. And mm-hmm. once she says, yes, mom, I know that, then you'll have that relief. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the, I as well, Jackie, I am like, I'll have, like, I'll take 15 minutes, 10 minutes or whatever. Like, this is what I need in my house. Mm-hmm. I need this. So if I have the 10 or 15 minutes, I'll scoop, 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 scoop. I set it in front of her door and her daughter's door. And then I'm like, okay. But so there is that solace for me. Like, okay, I need this. She needs this. Mm. And that's okay that she needs this. Like I want to respect her because she does pay rent here. And she's like, I pay rent here, mom. I should be able to. And I'm like, you don't pay rent for the whole house, sweetheart. You pay rent for your room and your daughter's room. And so it's just an ongoing. It's common Um, area. It's the common areas mm-hmm. that even though you mm-hmm. pay rent, the common areas mm-hmm. have to always be clean because we all share those areas. Mm-hmm. What happens mm-hmm. behind the closed door in your bedroom? Mm-hmm. I is, don't fuss about that. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rachel, your radar might be pinging because perhaps your request, she receives them maybe as a critique. And I wonder if it hits mm-hmm. some other shame that she has. Mm-hmm. She probably didn't plan to be living with you with a three-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. She probably didn't think her mm-hmm. life was going to look like this. And so that, mm-hmm. that mother's radar that you have that wonders, eh, what's going on in my daughter that she's reacting like this? Mm-hmm. It might mm-hmm. also be good at a time when it's not happening right then, a time of some peace between mm-hmm. the two of you, to invite her to tell you how she's feeling, how she's feeling about life is how life mm-hmm. is going, and how your requests mm-hmm. affect her. And I would have you listen okay. In the comfort circle style from Mylan and Kay's book, How We Love, where your purpose is to just be an active listener to her to understand Mm -hmm. how she's feeling about herself and her life. Yeah. That will require you to hold your own reactions. 
because Correct. sometimes there'll be a critique of you, but it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing when you get through that comfort circle and they know they've been heard by you and understood by you. Um, mm-hmm. it, it makes it easier for them to reflect on your experience too. I had a, a student interviewee yesterday say that she came to the place where she realized her mom is living life for the first time too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard that the other day on this. So, Alice, you said, how are you feeling about life? And what was your other question in the in the comfort circle? And how are you feeling how, about life? How are, you would ask her, Rachel, how are my requests mm-hmm. affecting you? How do you feel when I ask gotcha. you about cleaning up the house? Yeah. Affecting. Okay. I like that. Well, in one of the things, because we're going to send you a copy of How We Love, because I think they'll be really helpful, because that will show you okay. how to do the, the comfort circle in that. But one of the things that the way I like to say this is be careful of writing bad stories in ba- blank spaces. Right? Mm-hmm. When, mm-hmm. when people, when we're interpreting other people's behaviors, we don't know. We're guessing. We think we know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. no, we're guessing. We're writing bad mm-hmm. stories in blank spaces. And so what the right. comfort circle allows us to do is like, no, this isn't my story. This is their story. I just want to hear what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't have to agree mm-hmm. with it. I don't even have to like it, but right. I do want to understand it so that, that mm-hmm. we know that we're mm-hmm. relating to each other in a basis of reality of our experiences. And it could get her right. to thinking about some things that might unburden her um, and mm-hmm. so that she may be able to notice some of those things a little more. Uh, so I, I love that idea. Yeah. So, Rachel, okay. yeah, thank you so much. For, and and this mm-hmm. is really important because, Rachel, you're bringing up something of like the messiness of family and the messiness of doing life with adult children. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to do a Steve Arterburn thing and I'm going to send you two books. We're going to send you <laughs> How We Love and we're going to send you Jim Burns's book, Doing Life with uh, Our Adult yeah. Children. And so uh, hopefully both of those will be really, really helpful for you. Thank you for calling in today. And I just want to mention that, again, any gift of any amount here in the month of November, and we will send you a copy of Henry Cloud's book, Trust. Again, I, I can praise this book up one way, down the other. It's just It's been such a game changer for me. The other thing I want to mention is that New Life has a national network of counselors and coaches. If you heard something on the radio today and you're like, oh man, I am really struggling with that. I need help with that. Maybe you heard Lance and and, and him working through his grief. We have the resources for you. We have books, we have workshops, and we also have live people that can help you out. Use us, please. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. We'll be right back. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. Welcome back to New Life Live. So glad you're joining us today. Black Friday. I don't know if you're out shopping. I don't know if you're recovering or in a tryptophan comatose from all that turkey yesterday, but very glad that you're joining us today, listening in. And we're going to go to one final call. We're going to go to Brianna in Detroit, Michigan, listening on YouTube. Brianna, you're there. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Well, talk to us. What's going on? Um, well, uh, I... Really, just want to get straight to the point because I've been really hurting really bad, mm. and I want to ask how I can not just forgive my mom and dad for what they've done to me, 
and let me go through, but continue to forgive them because it won't, it's not something that like, I, I want to be able to move on and heal mm-hmm. because they, they physically abu- have abused me and, and neglected, you know, and neglected me emotionally and they continue to do it to this day. Um, to the point where my children um, witnessed my mom pulling my hair out of my head Oof. for no good reason. Yeah, two weeks ago, so, and um, I just I need I need out and yeah. I need help. Yeah, for sure. Brianna, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Five. Say that again. Twenty-five. Years Tw- Twenty-five. Old. Okay. Yeah. And your question is, how do I forgive my parents and continue to keep forgiving them? Because every time you are triggered or have a memory, it's going to keep coming back up. But is the continue to keep forgiving them um, also an indication that you'll continue to be subjected to the abuse? Mm -hmm. I I want to be able to heal, like move past them, because I know I can't, I know I can't, that's another thing I need help with is because like I can forgive them, but I, I, I don't know how to like, um, I can't change them. For sure. How do I change my circumstances Mm. to where like every time I feel like I'm around them, I, I, I feel like I can't, I don't feel safe. And then I also don't feel like I have anywhere else. I don't feel like I have anywhere to go. Yeah. Um, you, you don't live with them, right? I uh, don't live with them. I live with my two girls and my two cats, and we stay in a mobile home that my mother owns. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Alice, what do you have? Brianna, this is going to be really difficult to hear, but you know you're not at a safe enough distance from them yet because they are still perpetrating abuse. And, yeah. and what a difficult thing, given that you live in a home that they own, and so you're somewhat dependent on them. But I, I think that forgiveness is a secondary question that mm-hmm. comes after establishing safety for yourself. How do you emotionally react hearing that from me? I think your head knows that, but I think that's a struggle for your heart to accept. It's hard because um, I feel trapped. Yes. I feel very trapped. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what to say because I don't know what to do, or that's why I'm calling in. Is I I'm like how do I, how do I get myself out? I feel like the you know the re, the way I got a hold of the way I'm here now is through the movie Mercy. You know the Mercy Me movie. I can only imagine. Yeah. And my mom took me to see Mercy Me, Toby Mac, Zach Williams this weekend. So she expects things to magically be okay, and then I feel I feel safe in that moment. So, so Brianna, yes, this is what abusers do. They start with some zero, meaning like no love, no support, no care. Then they give you a little bit, and you mistake that little bit for it all, and so you're getting love at a one. Rarely, but you're getting mostly zeros, and I would say less than zero because you're getting hurt. It, it, it's as we're saying, as you're telling us, you cannot. It, it's darn near impossible. Okay, like if someone's punching me in the nose and I have a broken nose, I'll say, "Well, let, well, I, I just need to forgive them." 
that doesn't stop the pain and it doesn't stop the source of the pain, right? And so what, what Alice is saying is like you've got you've, – we've got to find ways to stop the source of the pain. And let me start with something that sounds really harsh. These people who hold the title of mom and dad were never intended to hold the position of mom or dad. You've lost the mom and dad that you were supposed to have. And in these people who hold this title, they have no right to that title because they cannot fulfill it. And so what I would encourage you to do is I would encourage you to get into as many resources as possible, you know, in and near in Detroit, in, in Michigan, the churches in the area. But also, if you go to a battered woman's shelter, they will take you in. And you're like, well, it's not my husband. It doesn't have to be your husband. It could be anyone. But, but you and your children need to get safe to begin that healing process. You, you can't keep subjecting yourself or your children to the abuse of your parents. If you weren't safe and haven't been in 25 years with the people who should have kept you safe, they're not going to protect you now at 25. And your children will end up going through the same thing with these grandparents. And, and unfortunately, sometimes when we've been abused, then we become abusive. That old saying, hurt people hurt people. It would really be beneficial for you to get into some therapy. Mm-hmm. And you probably have complex trauma and have lots of work to do, especially with the trauma continuing. The forgiveness piece, it is something that you will you will have to forgive over and over and over again. But right now, you have to get safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel when uh, Chris said that you might need to go to a battered woman's shelter? Have you ever considered well, I, that? Uh, absolutely, and I've been calling, and I have. There's nowhere to go. Like I mean, I I got I you know I gave I I almost just. I, I, I haven't, like, given up, but, like, I've, you know, I, I ended up finding a church nearby that, you know, I'm slowly starting to, like, tell them what's going on because, you know, we only have so much time every week. But yeah. um, I, I have phone numbers of people I can reach out to, and I'm supposed to be going to a parenting group tonight Good. where they have, like, a set up for the girls. So, like, I feel like I'm starting to, like, feel like I have safe people yes. to reach out to because through like i I'm, I'm in therapy i've been going to secular therapy for a very long time and i, I mean since i was like in first grade yeah like what what served for somebody to go to therapy from the ages of first grade you know in first yeah. grade and if it hasn't even done anything for them and it's still happening over and over again so i've told my mom you know and my dad doesn't believe me that he's she's even put her hands on me well, um, well, that's a well, well, Brianna. Again, we cannot heal from the current pain that is happening and happening over and over again. So, there's two steps to take about about the counseling that you're receiving. I want you in your next session to let your counselor know I need to get safe and I need help in doing so because I don't have access to safety yet. And if that therapist cannot help you with that, let us connect you with a coach, with a counselor in your area who can get those steps moving because that's priority number one for you and your girls. And Brianna, you're in a really, really tough situation. Our, my heart, our heart breaks for you. We want you to get safe. We want you to get healthy. We want you to get the love and support that you need and deserve. I'm really encouraged that you're seeking out the resources around you. Keep doing that. We're going to send you a copy 
of the Emotional Freedom Workbook, we're also going to send you a copy of Henry Cloud's book, Trust. I think both of those will be really, really helpful. Thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you all for being with us. And we wish you a wonderful, wonderful Black Friday and weekend. Thanks so much for listening. We hope something you heard will help you live in freedom today. If this content was helpful for you, we would love it if you take a minute, leave us a review, post about it, and rate it. Remember, we have resources and workshops online for you as you continue your journey. Go to newlife.com and find out more information. And thank you for being part of the New Life community. We know that God desires all of us to live a life of wholeness and healing. And we're so glad that you're here.